just share a couple things that's on my heart today. And uh, uh, before I get going, I want to, um, I just want to pray. So you guys, can you pray for me as I pray for myself? And uh, Father, I just thank you for your Holy Spirit here this morning. Lord, there is nothing like your love. Lord, there's nothing like your presence. And, and Father, I just ask for um, an impartation from from you to me, to your people, to the world, Lord, that um, the words that are said today would become flesh and would dwell among men. Lord, I thank you for the power that is in the testimony, the actual spoken word that actually moves the soul, that actually changes us, that that actually inspires and reveals the goodness of God, that actually puts a shift into the reality that we think is real and actually starts to begin to shift the tectonic plates of our heart and actually rearrange the world around us because of the movement that's going inside of us. And I just thank you for that. And I declare change over your people in in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I like that. I like, I like that. So today I want to talk about, um, and I'm really excited about James speaking on God singing over you guys. If you guys, um, there's a lot of stuff that happens on a Wednesday night, but I encourage you to be here for God uh, singing over you because I mean, talk about your, talk about your walk with the Lord just being transformed because of just experiencing God actually singing over you. Amen? You guys know that the first worship service, the first praise that was ever done, ever, was God over you. It actually, when God said it was good, when God said He made creation, He looked at you, He looked at mankind, and He said, this is good. That, is a, that was a worship and praise over you. So you can't praise God. You, you can actually praise God to the level that you encounter His praise over you. So if you want a next dimension in your walk, you need to come Wednesday. And I have a word. I, I felt like this. This is kind of segueing into um, from, from what James is speaking to what I'm speaking on today. Is, is there anyone here that you're, you're ready for the next you're ready for the next thing in your life. I, that is what I felt. I felt like there was um, that kind of a, a, a part, partly part of the word today, was that there were people that have been in a um, in the waiting stage of their transition. Like you have been going from uh, you've been you've been in a season for a really long time, and it's you're at the point where it's not burnout. You're just you're not you're past burnout. It's not burnout. You're not like upset where you're at. You're just okay, God. I am just downright comfortable with wherever you have me. And it's like at that moment, I just felt like the Lord is saying, "Okay, you're ready," and He is going to start bringing the shift, the change that you have been waiting for. Amen. I don't know if anybody receives that, um, but the shift that you have been waiting for. Listen, it's. You almost kind of forgot about the shift because you got so comfortable in him changing you. You were so 
okay, God, what else? Just keep it coming, I'll, whatever you want to change. And like the shift is coming, amen? Okay, so we're going to talk real quick about, I want to talk about the deep things of God just for a couple couple minutes. And I had, I was on my way home uh, from work at um, 1 p.m. from my one job, and I swing by home, and I get lunch, and on the way, I go, I get lunch, and then I go to the church, come here, and I work the rest of the day. And on my way home, I had this really quick image. It's, it's, um, I would call it a vision. Um, and in this vision, you just got to track with me. Are you guys okay? Can I tell you a quick story? I need to access your imaginations. Is that okay? Turn your channel chick, 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 and get, I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk for just a little bit about, um, about this vision that I had. Do you guys like stories? Good. Okay, so I'm driving, and in this picture, I'm in a. I'm all of a sudden I'm I'm kind of in the water, but I'm in a submarine. Y'all know what a submarine is, right? Okay, so I'm in a submarine. It's a little one-man submarine. Have you guys ever seen those exploration shows where you know someone is taking and they're exploring the the Titanic or something like that? Have you guys ever seen a show like that where they're in this kind of capsule or something and they're going down. So in this vision, I had this vision that I was going down and I was going down and for some reason I knew that this image was a a picture. It was a uh, um it was a parable. And so I'm going down, I'm going deep and I knew that I was going into the deep things of God. I don't know why, but all of a sudden, and I'm looking at the ocean bed, I'm looking all around, and I'm seeing things that were unexplainable. Have you ever tried to explain something to someone, and you knew they had no grid for what you were trying to explain? Like, has any, have you ever tried to, like, explain speaking in tongues to somebody? And like, what are you doing? Like, it's amazing. I can do it for you, but you're not going to, you know, I'll inter- I have to interpret it after I do it for you. Bob says I have to interpret. So it's like you have this, or, or maybe you've been somewhere and you're trying to give words to what you saw or experienced. You guys ever been there? And of course, we always say at the end, you just had to be there, right? So here you are, and and I'm, I'm here. I am, and I'm going down, and I'm deep, and I'm looking at all these things. I'm looking at these, and I see these like creatures and they're like oh my goodness this is what in the world and have you guys ever seen those uh you know there's these stories of like oh they dug up this fish and there's this picture of this fish and it looks like a just weird have you guys ever seen those in the deep and there's just this, this weird because it's not exposed to the, the what we call a normal atmosphere it's our normal is different than their normal and so the things that are in the deep, they just look weird. But these weren't like fish I was looking at. I was, they were like, it was, I didn't know what it was, but I saw all these deep things that were going on. And, and I said, Lord, I, I, want, the, I want this deep. I, I know that you're calling, you're showing me this picture because you want me uh, to experience the deep things. And it's like he was setting me up. It's like the Holy Spirit was set, he was showing me all these things and I couldn't explain it and he was amazing and 
oh, wow, and I, I started to experience all these emotions in this, like, three-second picture. I don't know how he unpacks. He, like, unzips this massive, you know, it's kind of like Santa Claus's bag where he, like, gives you a thought and then things just keep coming out of it. Y'all know what I'm, you know, do you, know what, you don't know. If you know, you know. But if you don't know, then it's just one of those you had to be there. So, okay, so, but all of a sudden, I realized that, oh, my goodness, I, I have all these peripheral thoughts that are happening. And then he said, I need to tell you something about this. And, I mean, there was, there was five things that he told me that I was experiencing. And I, I was in the submarine, and I was able to view things I didn't understand. I, I was impressed. I was really impressed. My, I was like, wow, this is amazing. And the fourth thing is I felt like I had knowledge that no one else had. I felt like I had a revelation, like no one else knows what I know. This is amazing. I can't wait to describe it. I can't wait to, uh, you know, tell people about this. And then here's the, the other thing is the simple depth just didn't cut it anymore. It just, it wasn't enough. And then he brought me to all this to he, he said, okay, I need to tell you something. He, he, said, I, I, he said that I wasn't experiencing the depths. I was observing the depths. He said that I, I was in this protected vessel, this, this capsule. I was in a protective wall. I wasn't actually experiencing the depths. I wasn't one with the depths. I was observing the depths. I was looking at the wondrous things. I wasn't a part of it. I was around it. But I wasn't in it. And then he said, you're in this vessel. And I want to say something. Is the religious spirit will allow you to learn without an experience. That, but Jesus demonstrates that we learn through our experience. Do you know that, we know this, that the Bible is a story of men's experiences. How our faith develops, how it actually is concreted, isn't from what we observe. It's what we go through. Your testimony needs a test. And what he was saying to me is, David, you're, you see all these things, but what it really is is you have a, you got a bubble that allows you to keep a level of distance between, between what you are calling deep and where you are actually are. See, you're, you're in the deep, but you, not, you aren't the deep. Does that make sense? Are y'all tracking with me? Does that? Okay. So that was just like, that really cut to me. That was like, wow. I, and then all of a sudden he said this. He said, he said, never let my pursuit of knowledge overcome my pursuit of encounter. You know how, how easy it is for us to want more knowledge of God, but it stop at knowledge. Because we exalt knowledge. You know what we say? Knowledge is power. Knowledge isn't power. Knowledge puffs up. 
Bible talks about power being, you know, it's, it's actually in the encounter that we receive the power. It says, the kingdom of God is not in word or in deed, but the kingdom of God is in demonstration. Are you guys hearing me? That's good. And you know what this does? This, this is a transition. This is, a, this is something where the Holy Spirit is saying, look, I, I really want to show you guys, I want to show you guys not in the vocal part, but in the, hey, look at this. The show and tell experience. I was telling, I was telling, our, I was telling my wife, you know what's weird? It's weird. You know how our kids learn? Our kids learn from touch. Our, when I have to explain something to Reagan without showing it to her, it takes forever. It takes forever. But when I show it to her, she gets it just like that. Isn't it amazing? Look, look this is what we do. We, we get these kindergartners. We're getting ready to put her in a, a school or something. We're figuring out where we want to put her. And when we ask people the, how they start off teaching, it's with touch. They touch, they feel, they see, they become a part of something. See, well, you know what we do? You know what we do in, in, in Christian discipleship class? Christian discipleship? You become a Christian? Here's a book. It's not, see, you don't learn from encounter, you learn from knowledge. And the appetite of your soul becomes what you can know rather than what you can recreate. And this is where the body of Christ has to repent and say, God, I need to learn from an encounter with you. Not, not, not knowledge of God according to logic, but knowledge of God according to Him actually reaching out and saying, I want to get in your boat. I need to mess up you. I need to mess up your reality. I need to actually put you in a position of discomfort. Convenience will kill your discipleship. It will bring it to its knees and it will render you powerless. And when you come into the need to be able to demonstrate, you will give somebody facts or you will give them theology rather than the touch of the Holy Spirit. We don't we don't we don't need another teaching. We need a we need a manifestation. Amen. I'm so glad that the the tongues of fire came on the apostles not in a teaching, but it overran them. Amen. Hello. I I remember then my vision took me to my vision then y'all listen to this it took me to the beach after i was in the deepest part and it was illuminated i was able to see these things then i was taken back i was taken to the beach and i saw kids in the water i saw adults in the water i saw elderly people in the water and he said this is what he said he said of the person who's in the deep and the person who's on the beach, who is experiencing the water. And that hit me because it's so easy for us to define the depth of our relationship.
by what we can observe in these things rather than the actual, man, these are kids that are in the water. They don't know the depth. They don't know those mysteries and the splendor and the wonders, but they're in the water. They're in it. It's not complicated. You don't have to be a four-year graduate of a Bible school to know your heavenly Father exactly in His pure form and who He is. You don't need that. If you want it, it's okay. But your knowledge of the deep does not define your experience of the water. Amen? And I hear people say, man, I just need to get more, I just need to learn more Bible. I know what you mean by that. But you just need, you actually just need to encounter the Holy Spirit. I would rather have the Holy Spirit teach me what the word means anyway. We're going we're gonna to show a video here in just a second, but I'm going to say this real quick. How, how deep we go doesn't divide what God wants for you. It defines what you want for yourself. If you want to know more of what the Word says, that's good. It's healthy. The Bible teaches us to actually study it. But it does not define who you are in God. What you draw out of the Word is what the Holy Spirit, He's going to speak to you. But don't let that determine your level of sonship. Because you're a son. You're a son before you say you're a son. You're a son according to His will. Not according to your knowledge or not according to your will. Amen? That's good. That's really good. I'm so glad He's the one stewarding my salvation. Amen. What we experience in the depth should never mandate those encounters on others, but rather give us a deeper love. Listen, give us a deeper love for the mysteries, the splendor, and the power of His presence. You guys okay? I love that God is teaching this house to be a house of prayer, listen, for all nations. He's not teaching us to be a house of prayer of evangelicals or a house of prayer of Catholics or you're going to be a house of prayer of Baptists. But it says a house of prayer for all nations. I think only maybe three of y'all got that. Am I ready? Am I ready to receive all nations and say, this place is not for one group. All nations, we're worshiping one God. There's only one God. There isn't, there's not multiple gods. There's one God, and this is the house of prayer for all of you. It isn't, you can't come worship here until you receive what we say is the answer, but... This is for all of us. I love what Jesus says to the woman at the well. He says, you know what? Some, somebody, some, I'm going to paraphrase this, okay? This is King David. <laughs> so, King David Bible. So, he, he didn't say, you know, um, well, you guys worship at your mountain, and we worship at our mountain, and someday, when you really learn what worship is, you'll come worship at our mountain, he says, look, look, you're worshiping there, and, and I know there's people that represent my group, and they worship there, but there's coming a day, and actually that day is right now, when God isn't looking for the mountain you worship at. He's looking for worshipers, not the mountain. 
this, this, is, this is a place. This is the connecting place. This, will never, this should never become a mountain where it says, okay, wait till you believe this and then you can have access to God. No, I'm not going to rob people of their opportunity to encounter God. What I need to do is be trained to be able to know the Spirit of God moving on a person. That way I can say, hey, you know what? That's the Lord. Or, you know what? Hey, I think you got another spirit. You need to test that. You need, you need to run that through the filter of what God says is him and what isn't him. Because there's some people that believe that isn't him. And I recognize that. But I will not be the person who misinterprets the move of God on a person. I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Amen? Okay, that's tough. I want to give you guys a... Um, can we play the first video? And, and what I want to just preface this video is it's amazing what happens. Uh, this is, uh, it's called Dance, Dancing Dude. I love the spirit that is portrayed in this video. Um, you don't have to like the music, but I want you to capture what's going on in the video. Okay. You guys, um, let me know when you're ready. You guys ready? All right. Ha, ha, ha. 
Isn't that crazy? That's awesome. You know, I look at that video and I think I see creation. I see creation. They're looking for a dance. And people are saying, I, 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 hate, I hate it when people are saying, well, that, that's not a dance. That's the wrong, that's, you're not dancing right. Or you're, you know what? The dance is, is, it's the expression of what's in the soul that has to get out. And you know, um, I would, I want to see the dance be brought out in the people of God. And look, I love just the boldness of the one guy. And he was drunk in something. <laughs> but we, we have the spirit that we are allowed and, and actually recommended to be drunk in and experience this dimension of the Holy Spirit that, look, people want to dance. Look, they want a dance in life. They want, they're tired of sitting down. You know, the American dream is boring. They need an exciting encounter. They are looking, they're, not, they're tired of being observers. They want to get up and they want to be unstoppable. Amen? I mean, there's, there's something in that. And it's not until there's, there's the people who just sit in the water or sit on the shoreline. And they, you know, once, once we validate our place on the shore, we will build a doctrine around laziness. We will build a, we will build a, uh, we don't do that because of this and this and this and this. And we want to be careful. We don't want to drown. We don't want to, you know, they will build a doctrine around being safe. One of the worst things you could do is, is teach your kids that God promotes safety rather than his will. Because, man, how many times did, how many times did being safe get his people in a lot of trouble. Man, I can't tell you how many times it's like, okay, follow the Lord until this. Man, it's, it is dangerous. And I, I know what I'm saying is dangerous. I know what I'm saying is dangerous. But do you, do you want to know why the young people reject? They don't reject Christ. They reject safe Christ. Because they were made to live dangerously. And Jesus described, Jesus lived out a dangerous walk. And when you remove the risk of the walk, you will remove the natural reality that a, a young person needs in their life. They actually need risk. They need risk so they can experience failure, so they can experience faithfulness, so they can experience reconciliation, so they can know the heart of God. But when you remove risk, it's going to come out somehow. Just not the way God would like it to. <laughs> I got one more video. Have you guys ever, have you guys ever seen um, the movie Elf? If you if you've seen it, can I ra can you raise your hand? I just want to see. Okay. I want to show you guys this. I want to show you guys a preview of the movie, and um, I just want to get your feedback on it. You guys, go ahead in the sound room.
is a father to introduce her to Emily and Michael. No way! As he comes to terms with reality, she dropped all of them and move on with his life. that funny do you do you know that that's the world laughs when the Christians promote they promote a Jesus that doesn't exist how many of you guys have seen that movie you guys know that that preview does not accurately represent the movie one bit the movie makes you laugh it's full of joy it's full of life. It's, you can have the whole family. I don't know if I would take my kid to see that movie. See, the Jesus that we represent needs to be an accurate depiction of who Jesus is in order for people to experience. See, what I, what, what's in the heart of all creation is their desire to know their Father in heaven. They want to know the real Jesus. They want to know the real God. They want to have a connection with God that they know is real. But when something is misrepresented, it just gets mocked. And one thing the Holy Spirit is removing out of me is a preview of him that looks like that. Does that make sense? When we represent Jesus to the world, look, I, I think there's, there's, there's three ways. There's three ways that um, the gospel of grace today is brought to people. There's three ways. There's, there's, it's either received by intimidation, accepted by invitation, or it is the Father's declaration. Okay? They all will create a fruit. But all three versions of those fruit look very differently. You can intimidate someone to the gospel. You actually can't. I can, I can manipulate you to believing what I believe. I can actually create so much fear in you... It's called, a, it's called the straw man type of argument. I am going to create an argument of what you support so frail and, and off, and I'm going to present the answer so you have to run to me. That's manipulating people into love, and it doesn't work, and it creates in them the need to manipulate other people to them. See? But then there is the invitation. There is, here it is, you can take it or leave it. Here it is. Here's the answer. Jesus is the answer. You can have it or you can not have it. It's up to you. It's there. It's an, in, it's an invite. But then, but then there is the Father's declaration where grace is God coming over you and saying, this is who the Father is. It's this, and it is him putting his purpose, 
his life and he's saying, I am coming to you. Look, this isn't, this isn't, I'm not going to intimidate you. I'm not even going to invite you. It is my will. This is my will over creation. And the gospel that is changing the world looks, looks a lot like what we already know to be the truth inside of us. And that is that he is better than what you can make up about him. It's, it's better than that. I, 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 see, I see so many versions where I, they, people have their own Christianity bad elf commercial. And I say, man, you're misrepresenting the movie, man. That's not what it's about. You obviously have not seen the movie. You have not had an encounter. You have knowledge. You know, you know the lines, but you don't know the spirit. You can quote to me back and forth the whole script, but I, you, can, you have to experience the spirit of something to know what it's really about, what the original intent was supposed to be. Amen? Amen. I want to I encourage you, and then we're going to close. Well, I'm going to read Ephesians chapter 3, if you guys want to turn in your Bibles with me. I have it printed out here. Verse, uh, Ephesians chapter 3, verse 1, says this. It says, For this reason I, Paul, a prisoner of Christ Jesus, for the sake of you Gentiles, surely you have heard about the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for you. That is the mystery made known to me by revelation, as I have already written briefly. In reading this, then, you will be able to understand my insight into the mystery of Christ, which was not made known to men in other generations, as it has been now revealed by the Spirit of God's holy apostles and prophets. This mystery is that through the Gospels, the Gentiles are fellow heirs, fellow members of the body, and fellow partakers of the promise in Jesus Christ. That's cool. That's good news. Amen? I became a servant of this gospel. Everybody say this gospel. See, that's, that's this gospel. It's this. The, it's nobody talked about there. It's this gospel. It's good news. Th- this is good news right here. This is gospel. It's the, you are being brought in. You are fellow heirs, fellow partakers. It is not a, it is a one, it is a one savior for all mankind. It's Jesus is the savior of the world. Not Jesus is the savior of the Christians. Hello. Verse seven, I became a servant of this gospel by the gift of God's grace given me through his working of power. Though I am less than the least of all the saints, this, uh, this grace was given to me to preach to the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ and to illuminate for everyone the stewardship of this mystery. For the ages past was hidden in God who created all things. His purpose was that now, everyone say now, through the church, everyone say through the church, that's, that's really important, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities, where? 
in heavenly realms according to the eternal purpose that he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord. In him and through faith in him, we may enter God's presence with boldness and confidence. So I ask you not to be discouraged because of my sufferings for you, which are for your glory. Everyone say, my sufferings is for their glory. Everyone say, it's not about me. You see, what you're going through isn't about you, even though it's your story. It's about them. Your sufferings give them hope. Your suffering, you're going through some junk. It's, this is, I, I wouldn't want anyone to go through it. Don't worry. When they hear your testimony, they'll have faith that'll help them. <laughs> your suffering is for the next person's freedom. They need you to go through hell. I needed Jesus to go through hell so I can have grace and freedom to live in heaven. But see, it's very hard for me to want heaven on them when I refuse the suffering. Say, God... You see, it was what Jesus did. He said, look, if there's, is there, if there's any other way, but by your will. And sometimes the will of God is you just l- allowing something to happen to you. Because Jesus allowed, he allowed the stripes he allowed the beating. He allowed the scourging. He allowed, he allowed the ripping of his flesh, the tearing of his beard. He, d- he allowed it. And I just, I, I, I think of the devil not, I don't think the devil didn't know. I think Jesus was stripping the devil before he ever got to hell. I think as he is taking the scourging, as he's taking the beating, and not holding these things against the people. The devil is getting more and more scared by the moment because here is the Son of God not calling down angels. What, what, wait, what is he up to? Where is the wrath of the God that I am so used to? Where is this wrath? Come on, I, I, know old, I know what you did in the Old Testament. I know what you did. I'm just waiting. And it was in the final breath that the devil, it was the Trojan horse of the cross. And he had no clue that it was the absence of blame upon humanity that freed them. That's cool. I, I would never saw that coming. And amen. I, I think that's awesome. Listen to this. 14, for this reason I bow my knee before the Father from, listen, from every family in heaven. Every, everybody say every family. 
your family is included in this. Every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Your, every family derives its name from the Father in heaven. That's cool. That's good news. I pray that out of the riches of his glory, he may strengthen you with power through his spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may have power together with all the saints to comprehend the length and width and height and depth of his love. And to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge, surpasses knowledge, surpasses knowledge, surpasses knowledge. See, when you reach the end of your knowledge and you can't explain, do you have faith that his love is farther than that? Do you you have faith? See, I, I want to. It's, it's dangerous to say, Lord, let me love like you do. And he goes, Man, you have no idea. Okay. And then he gives you a cross. And then he tells you to carry a cross. Lord, teach me to love like you do. All right. Let's see if you blame anyone. That's how I love. That's how I do it. I know you can. But this is my love. This is what my love looks like. Pray for those who say all manner of evil against you. Be a disciple. That's not fun at all. (laughs) That is not fun. But you know what? There's power there. That's power. Slap you on the cheek. Turn the other one. I'm not going to give people the power to determine my reaction. I, I'm going to dwell in love. I'm going to walk in love. Amen? Say, so 18, may have power together with all the saints to comprehend the length and width and height and depth of his love and to know the love of Christ that surpasses knowledge that you may be filled. Listen. How much? With all the fullness of God. All the fullness of God? Come on, Paul, that's, that's a lot. Well, he says you can be filled with all the fullness of God. I want to I check that out. That's some depths I'm willing to explore. And I want to explore it without the spirit of religion that, that needs observation as a part of it. I want to experience that as dangerous now to him who is able to infinitely more uh, to do infinitely more than we can all ask or imagine it's according to his power that is that is at work within us and to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and amen can we can we pray right now can i just want to invite um i want to invite the um uh prayer team to come forward and when I say prayer team if you're a leader in the church go ahead and just come up and we want to pray with you if you want to receive if you want to receive grace that is outside of your dimension of forgiveness outside the dimension of of 
love, your capacity. You're just like, man, this is my end. I know, I know where my boundary of love is, and it's this. This is my boundary of love because I just can't get past it. Okay, and if that's you and you want to go past that boundary of love, I, I know the Holy Spirit, he's already invited. You already know what the other side of it is, but you don't know what's beyond that. And that's scary. It's like, you know, God is putting, Holy Spirit's putting on your heart that thing that's keeping you. But what's scary is you don't know what else is coming. And you know what? You're not supposed to know until he brings it to you. And then you'll receive grace in that moment. In that moment. I don't want all the answers. I just want the one he has for me right now. Amen. So let's just uh, let's stand to our feet. And Father, I just thank you. I'm going to release you guys. I'm going to pray for you guys. And, and we're going to head... Uh, we're going to have a time for prayer here, but we're also going to dismiss you guys and send you down for the fundraiser we're going to be doing. But I just wanted to give and I wanted to uh, make some declarations over you. Some uh, if you guys want that, if you have that something pulling in your heart that wants to connect with that. Father, I just thank you for your people. I thank you for uh, an encounter today with your love. Lord, let us not be people who are merely people who have knowledge of you according to what we study or hear or hear somebody else say. But God, we want to be, we want to be the representation of the living, walking Jesus Christ in our world where we love and Lord, let our love be offensive to, to the spirit that is contrary to your spirit. Let us love Lord dangerously. Lord, let us be people who, who are known for, for Lord, just like you did, man, there's so many lines that you just stepped over that religious spirits created, Lord. And I just thank you, God, that you are, you are working those things out in us. Lord, I thank you for the presence of healing and presence of peace that's here today, Lord. People that are going through, Lord, back pain, their lower back right now. I just thank you for a popping right now, the movement of, the movement of, uh, Lord, just the rotation, Lord, no pain. I thank you for the nerves that have been just brought peace upon them. I thank you for the healing, Lord, even in, Lord, even in the, uh, Lord, the carpal tunnel syndrome that people have had. And Lord, they used to, Lord, their work used to bring freedom to people. And I just thank you, Lord, for just releasing the joints, Lord, Lord, filling, uh, filling right now the cartilage, God. I thank you for actual movements of the Holy Spirit in people's bodies right now. I thank you for, Lord, just rebuilding your body, rebuilding it, God, showing us the beauty that we are and actually bringing the image of who we are and lining it up with the head. You, Jesus. Lord, I thank you for freedom today. Lord, if we need freedom, if we need a a new dimension of being able to be, Lord, just loosed, just relax, Lord, kids playing with their family in the oceans. Lord, we just thank you for freedom in Jesus name. Amen. Love you guys. If you guys want to come up for prayer, you're invited to, we're going to love on you. And if you guys want, we're going to have the fundraiser down the hall. You guys have an awesome day. Give somebody a hug.